You've joined the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. I consult with leaders around the globe and bring their teams through a digital transformation journey. Realizing digital transformation across an entire organization is key to business success. While the phrase digital transformation is often used, it's not always understood. So we start each episode with my brief working definition. Digital transformation refers to the purposeful integration of digital technology into all areas of a business. It goes beyond technological innovations in that it requires a fundamental mindset shift of how to operate internally and deliver maximum value to customers at scale. When done well, it results in a culture change to an environment where opportunities for digital technology are not missed but are thoughtfully used to change established practices and processes for greater efficiency, flexibility, and profitability. You'll hear from consultants, trainers, executives, innovators, and thought leaders. We will avoid buzzwords, jargon, and leave behind our egos to help you take that next step toward digital transformation success. Let's dive in. With me today is Tony Maroney, and I know I'm going to tell you that's who's on with me, and you're going to think that I'm going to have the most excellent Italian person on with me, but it's, again, a great person from Ireland, and you're going to love this accent. Okay, wait, we aren't even here for that. We're here for digital transformation, (laughs) but Tony, this is going to be super fun. Thanks for joining me. Priscilla, thanks very much for the invitation to be here today. Delighted. I love it. This is going to be so good because you have so much experience in digital transformation. And I have asked you today to hone in on some common pitfalls and common mistakes. So we're going to have an interesting conversation, but let me tell you all who Tony is. He is the founder and managing partner of Beta Digital. They are a specialist strategy and digital transformation advisory firm. And he's also the co-founder of the Digital Transformation Lab. That's a think tank based out of Cork University Business School. Also, he's the program director for digital leadership at the Irish Management Institute. So this guy knows what he's talking about. He's super fun. We're going to have a little bit of a casual conversation, but really something I think that could be helpful for you today. Tony, tell me a little bit about how you came to be so known, such an amazing thought leader in digital transformation. You obviously are with students every day. You're talking to businesses every day. So you're really in the center of it. Tell me a little bit about how you decided to focus on digital transformation. Well, I suppose, Priscilla, I've been involved in organizations going back a couple of decades at this stage, and I always had a keen interest in strategy. Uh, and what I noticed in, you know, a number of years back that, you know, people were talking around digital transformation as if it was something that was out there, something, something that, you know, you, you looked at on occasion. Uh, and the piece that was missing for me was that, you know, digital transformation is just part of strategy. Uh, and one of the big issues that I see is that, you know, there's far too much focus on, you know, the word digital uh, and not enough on transformation, because if we focus on transformation, we're immediately talking about our business model, and therefore it's, it's strategic in nature. Uh, and what we need to make sure is that as organizations and as business leaders, that we have a context for our organization going forward, and that we understand how digital can enable, support, and accelerate our plans and vision for the organization. 
Oh, I love that. Enable, support, and accelerate. I, you've already dropped three great words I think we should talk about. Um, but yeah, this idea that there are humans involved, like what in this, we're not going to go take digital transformation and strap it on top of here. We're going to actually think about what makes sense next in our business. One thing I really appreciate is that you are, first of all, very practical and forthright about it. But I also think that some people are a little bit embarrassed to talk about what they don't understand about digital transformation. And so I think, you know, your approach that um, that you give about some of the pitfalls, some of the dangers, maybe some of the common mistakes people make, I feel like it makes it more approachable. Is that how you're teaching it? Yeah, I think I look. I think the first thing that we need to do is understand what do we mean by digital transformation. Mm. Uh, look, we can go into any organization, and we can talk to the board, we can talk to the leadership team, we can talk to divisional heads, uh, and if we ask a simple question, you know, what is digital transformation for your firm? We will get different answers from practically everyone in the organization. So the first thing that I focus in on is let's let's get a common language around what it is we mean by digital transformation. And to give you a simple example, so words like digitization, digitalization, digital transformation, you know, they're bandied around in the same conversation. And in fact, we throw in innovation and business model innovation. So all of these terms are, are floating around in the organization, but no one's actually stopped to say, well, hold on, what do we mean by it? Uh, and if we can get to a space where we all are talking about the same thing. So, you know, I'm talking about, you know, going to New York. You're talking about going to New York as opposed to, well, actually, I'm talking about going to Chicago and someone else is talking about going to San Francisco and someone else is talking about going to, you know, London. But we all think we're talking about the same things, but we're not. Mm -hmm. And the problem with this is that, you know, because we hear this word digital, you know, we're not all technologists, and I'm not a technologist. I would consider myself to be a business person. But because we hear the word digital, we immediately default into this is a technology issue. Mm -hmm. And for most executives and for most both board members, technology is something they are not very comfortable with. Therefore, they, they don't put up their hands and sort of say, well, hang on, what, what do we mean by digital transformation? Whereas if they get to an understanding that this is about the business and it's about our customers and about how we're going to compete into the future. Well, that's a very, very safe conversation for most executives and for most board members to have as well. Technology confuses. So let's let's take digital out of the equation. We might use digital to you know, enable us to do what we want to do. But really what we're talking about is transforming our business to be competitive in the future. I love that. So we can automatically dispense with number one, one of the common digital transformation mistakes that you really are trying to help people avoid is thinking that digital is the actual answer. That's the destination. That's not where we're going. Let's all start. Let's start by figuring out where it is you want to go, and then we'll figure out what those solutions are along the way. One other thing you mentioned there about, you know, the other board members, they are not usually very tech savvy or digital savvy. And so they, they may shy away from really asking the big questions, but also they may feel like they don't have a lot to contribute. But as soon as you talk that it's business strategy and it, it, it's about you know growth and it's about responsiveness to consumers, they all of a sudden have a lot to offer. Of course, yeah. I mean, look, every, every, every organization should be really clear on its purpose. It should understand who its customers are. It should understand what those customers are looking for today, tomorrow, into the future. And that's a, that's a safe conversation to have because, 
it's not, it doesn't require, you know, a technology house. It just requires an understanding of the business and why it exists and how we need to change it. And for me, I think if we're clear on why we exist and we focus on how we need to transform, the technology will look after itself. Right? But you can't start with the technology. You, you have to figure out, you know, how you need to change because that will determine what you need to do. And look, to be honest with you, a lot of the transformation has nothing to do with technology. It's to do with mindset. It's to do with culture. It's to do with how we organize. You know, are we organized around the customer? Or have we got silos with lots of handoffs and things that are actually causing pain points for customers? Because we can remove all those without ever having to go near technology. Now, we might need technology because we want to scale it up or do something with it. But it's not the starting point. I love that. I love that. So you definitely want to get want to get everybody on the same page. We're going to head the same direction. So I'm going to walk you through these because I find them very helpful. Um, these eight common digital transformation mistakes to avoid at all costs. I found this. Um, you were highly, highly recommended to me, and we've had lovely conversations about what this could really look like if people really understand where they're going, and they uh, because if they understand where they're going, they can collaborate well. So we've dispensed with number one, which is thinking that digital is the destination. Number two, you have as taking a competition-centric and a very myopic approach. So tell us a little bit about what you've experienced and why you're seeing failure here. Well, look, I think, I think the, the, whole, the whole basis of strategy has been challenged by digital. Because you know, before, we used to think of things in defined industries. So you know, there was the car industry. There was the financial services industry. Uh, and what we're seeing through digital, actually, is you know, there are new players and, you know, industry definitions don't matter. Really what they're interested in finding out is what's the customer trying to do? And then they work on how do we create, how do we create a great customer experience? And once they answer those two questions, then they'll ask the technology question. So I think what we're seeing is industries, industry definitions, they're, they're starting to disappear. And it now becomes very much focused on who can best serve the customer and give the customer the type of experience that they are looking for? Because if you can't do it, someone else is going to do it for the customer and your business. Well, you know, it's in trouble. Yeah. And you're really even talking um, more deeply about this approach to things that is very disruptive, where people may have found one solution in one particular industry and applied it even more gracefully in another industry. So if you think you can just focus only on the kinds of solutions that are here, we find that if you pick your eyes up, there's another industry over here that that is light years ahead of you, (laughs) but there's not a solution directly in your industry. Is Is that what you're talking about? Well, it, it is and it isn't. So okay. you can look to other industries. So the, the likes of, you know, Southwest Airlines look to the Formula One industry to figure out how to turn around planes faster. Um, so you can definitely learn from other industries and bring it into your own industry. But there's a step beyond that where actually the industry definition disappears. Mm. Uh, and really now I'm in the customer-centric business. And what's this industry definition piece about? Because, you know, if I'm a, an Amazon or a Google or whatnot, I'm not defining the market the way industry does. I'm defining it based on customers. Uh, and I think that's a real challenge for organizations because you know, many organizations were set up pre-the internet, pre-digital, all those type of things. Uh, a lot of management training was all based on beat the competition in your industry. But now what we're starting to see is, well, those definitions don't work anymore because the, the competition can come from anywhere. 
uh, and new players come along and they basically say, well, this industry doesn't work because the customers are not happy. Um, we have a better understanding of what the customer really wants. And let's build an experience around that. And, you know, industry, what industry? It's not about industry. It's about customer needs and customer experience. And that's what they focus on. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. So we, we've seen a lot of, um, for examples of, of people using what we used to think are their, um, you know, their free dollars and saying, okay, well, for example, a, um, you know, you could buy a car with it. Well, you would not think that in that industry, okay, well, which car are you going to buy? You can think that myopically about it, or you can say, we're actually really competing for those dollars. Are they going to buy a, uh, country club membership with it? Or are they going on vacation with it? And so in this sense, all of the different industries are really irrelevant. It's about the customer. They have their wants, their needs. They're going to work with a company that that is fulfilling more of their wants and needs. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, who can give me a better experience and whose values also resonate with me? Mm. So, you know, what companies are doing things where I can stand back and say, well, actually, I'm, I'm proud to be associated with this company. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, in the, in the context of cars, I mean, you know, we used to have a situation where it was the different car makers. So Ford, Toyota, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, along comes Tesla and people think, oh, well, well, Tesla, well, they just have a car with a battery in it. And then they start to realize, actually, Tesla is more than a car with a battery. Tesla is redefining the industry. Is redefining the ecosystem, and then other players come along, such as you know uh, some of the technology firms, and they say, well, actually, and even the likes of Uber and sort of say, well, uh, autonomous vehicles. So now it's not an auto industry; it's a mobility business. Mm, I and love that. New players mm-hmm. looking at it with a totally different perspective, right. and they're not saying, well, h- how do we make cars? Right? If you go back to the original uh, uh, Henry Ford, I mean, they owned everything from the rubber plantations all the way through. Now what you have people sort of saying, well, actually, this is about mobility. So how do we create mobility for customers? And it gives them a great experience. And it's not necessarily about car ownership. It's about mobility when I need it with a great experience. Or as my 13-year-old would like to say to me when I talk about a particular product, they're like, mom, it's not really that thing. It's more of a lifestyle. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think think the younger generations coming through, they're they're not necessarily into owning things they're more into the experience so as we think about our customers into the future you know if we can't you know and they're all digital natives these young customers that are coming through if we can't give them a digital experience that resonates with them we're in trouble so we need to we need to find ways as organizations to tap into our own digital natives that work for us Mm -hmm. and help them to help us figure out what we need to do with the business. Right. Well, that leads just perfectly into number three, which is not aligning the organization to digital goals. So yes, if we don't lead with the digital, but now what are our digital goals and how can we actually align everybody into it? So what are you seeing in this realm that is really, you know, tripping people up? So I, I think I think the first thing probably is that uh, organizations still talk about digital as if it is something else. So it's not the core business. It's something that's over there. and a step further they'll make someone responsible for it now you know in the second industrial revolution they had heads of electricity uh, i don't believe we have heads of electricity anymore <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> unless they're in procurement maybe but um so i i think what we need to do is we need to recognize that look digital is part and parcel of what we do it's not something that's separate therefore it should be in 
in all of the organization's goals. It should be embedded in it. It's not, it's not that we have the organization and then that we have the digital organization. We have an organization and digital is part and parcel of what we do. Therefore, what we need to do make sure is that there is real alignment uh, and there's no digital alibis. And when I say digital alibi, you know, Priscilla, what I'm getting at is, you know, I go into an organization and say, well, who's responsible for digital transformation? And they say, well, Tony is. And I say, well, okay, has Tony got the budget and mandate to change the whole organization? And they say, nobody's working on these projects. All right, I say, all right, so he's not responsible for digital transformation. He's responsible for these digital projects. Now, the problem with that is they tend to end up being piecemeal or they tend to hit the roadblocks because really what you need is you, your leadership team needs to be joined at the hip sort of says, we're clear on the vision for the organization. We understand you know, what our customers require from us. We understand how we're going to transform and what role digital will play within that. That permeates the whole organization. Now, not a case of, well, the guys over there in digital, they're trying to do something because the organization, the organization interprets that as, well, that's, that's some project that's been run in some part of the organization, but it doesn't impact me. Mm-hmm. So really what you need is that they, from the board, the CEO, the leadership team, that everyone is talking to the same thing. And it doesn't matter who I ask, they all say, well, look, digital transformation is important to us because we need to be able to compete in the future. Our customers are going to require the following things. For us to be able to do that, here's how we need to change. Here's how we're going to support that change. Here's what it will mean for our customers. Here's what it will mean for our stakeholders. And here's what it will mean for you. So, you know, we will reskill you. You know, we will give you new tools and new technologies to help you in the job so that you can deliver the type of experience that our customers want. And, you know, that's a far different place than people interpreting digital transformation as cost reduction or downsizing. Right? If people can see a future and they can resonate with the future and sort of say, well, actually, you know, the leadership of this organization is really clear and, you know, I really like where we're going. And this is so focused on our customers. And I'm going to be able to do a great job for my customers. And you know what? I'm going to learn. and I'm going to have new skills. Well, that's, a, that's an exciting journey to be on as opposed to one that sort of says, well, you know, what are we actually doing with digital transformation? Is this about bringing in robots and getting rid of the people? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's about how we're going to compete in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's really, you know, there's kind of two pieces to that. That's one thing where you align the whole organization and that can be people in all kinds of different departments. And now they have input and now they are really see themselves as a part of it. And you allude to it in what you said, but that's also getting tremendous amount of buy-in from your people, which is so key, you know, right now, really, you know, do we believe in what the, what the leadership is doing? And not only that, but am, am I invited into that? I probably have something that I could get excited about or even, you know, um, help with. But let's talk about the flip side of that, because you bring up also a a key uh, um, mistake that people make is not taking all the employees into consideration, the ones that it actually affects. So talk to me a little bit about that. The big thing to remember about digital transformation uh, is that it generally impacts the whole organization, because really what you're talking about is strategically reinventing the organization to compete into the future. So if you do something in one part of the organization, um, uh, but it still remains a silo-driven organization with handoffs and whatnot, that's not going to get that type of alignment where people feel part of what's going on. Now, unfortunately, in a lot of organizations, you know, as we got bigger, we became silo-driven because the silos became expert in what they did. 
right? What we need to do is get rid of the silos. And because what we see in terms of some of the new players is, you know, there are no silos. It's end-to-end customer-centric. And everyone knows, you know, what they're trying to do. And everyone knows what role they have to play in terms of delivering on that experience. Now, you can't part do digital transformation, nor can you part do customer experience. So if the front end is great, but the middle office or the back office is not joined up or connected and people have no idea what's going on, well, the whole thing will fall over. And then what you'll find is, you know, you know people say, well, you know, well, the app was great, but the, the minute I dealt with the real organization, it was terrible. And also what it does is, you know, that starts to actually, you know, heighten the tension between different parts of the organization, because now the finger pointing is going on. Well, you know, we were great, but look, it fell over the minute it went over there. And so there is no over there. We're all responsible for the customer experience. Mm, I love that. You know, and back in November, I had Damian Clayton Bull on, and we were talking about taking that even a step further about really making that connection between the employees, but then the people who are going to use the digital transformation. He was talking a little bit more about, you know, using digital transformation and um, successfully in how they were actually designing spaces for people, whether that's the spaces for the employees to use, or, you know, you put, you know, digital into some of the, these footprints. Well, how is that for the employee that comes in every day? What is that like for the security guard that comes in and works or, you know, even any of the, anybody walking through this, this area. So I love that idea. I think it's very easy to, to think that there are the people up on high, like they're going to make digital transformation happen. And it takes a different kind of leadership to really help everybody understand this is everybody's job. Yeah. And what I'd say is, look, you know, We've known for years that satisfied employees create satisfied customers, create sustainable long-term profits. Now, what digital does is it, it actually, when you think of things like citizen development, where you, you can actually enable your frontline, the people who understand customers, to understand the pain points, and you can equip them to actually deal with the problems and help solve customer issues to get rid of them. Right? So there's a different way of thinking because, look, you know, of course, the leadership should be responsible for the vision and trying to figure out where we're going. But they need to empower the organization to make it happen because the leadership isn't going to make it happen. Uh, and it comes back to this point in terms of, you know, are all the leadership on the one page? Because, you know, if I'm in division A and you're in division B and, you know, there are different views between those divisions, well, that permeates right down. So what we need is everyone understands that well, actually this organization is trying to get somewhere and there's a really good reason why it's trying to get there. And they're doing all the right things and they're helping me in the right way to help them get there too. So yeah, absolutely. Mm, Well, that totally dovetails into number five so well, talking about frontline leadership and really about empowering people and really, um, and asking them, I, I, sometimes I hate the word empowering people because I kind of think like it's expected of them, like someone has to come turn me on in order for me to work, you know, whereas I think a lot of times, um, you know, enabling people or maybe even inviting people, you know, into this process, but you know, you, you talk about um, the fifth most common mistake being that people think that digital transformation happens one time and that's it. But what you're talking about here with the frontline leadership and with this division and that division and everybody where, look, we're trying to do this on a regular basis. This is not going to be over next Wednesday. 
Yeah, and look, what, one of the big things that happens in organizations is, you know, there, there's, a, there's a presentation at the start of the year. So let's say we're in January. There's probably presentations happening. And so we have a plan. We have a vision. We're doing digital transformation. And here's what we're going to be like in three years' time. And then no one hears anything more. Right? <laughs> now, look, you know, if the organization is serious, it's able to sort of translate that into, well, here's what it means for everyone in the organization. Here's what it means in terms of the metrics that we are going to use in the organization to show that we're making real progress, right? Because if I keep measuring what I always measured, it sends a message, actually, this digital transformation doesn't matter because what really matters is what we've always done, right? So I need to make sure the metrics and I need to make sure that you know, all the goals and everything else are aligned behind that as well. And that, you know, there's choices because it's not just a case of, well, we're doing digital transformation, so let's add that on top of what you're already doing. We should be stopping to sort of say, well, why are we doing some of these things anyway? Right? Because that's not what the customer wants. That's not the type of experience they expect. In fact, some of the things we are doing are causing problems for the customer. And, and, and you know, one of the things that you know, funny enough happens is you know, we, we digitize what we've always done, right? regardless of whether it's right for the customer or not. So it might be a crap service, but we now make it digital. It's still a crap service, but it's a digital overlay. <laughs> We're going to give it to you faster. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that better? <laughs> you know, yeah. I've never heard that old story that's gone around the old wives' tales about, you know, the daughter comes to her sister's house um, and uh, goes to put the Sunday roast in and cuts off the end, one end of the roast and the other end of the roast and puts it in the, you know, in the, um, in the oven. And then the mom says, why are you doing that? And she's like, mom, you always did that. This is how you make it. She goes, oh no, we had a tiny oven. I just was trying to cut the roast down to fit inside the oven. You know, like, this is stupid. Why are you cutting this stuff off? But this is exactly what you're talking about. People keep doing the same things we've always been doing. Someone, whoever trained us, this is how they, they taught us to do it. And so now we're going to make it faster and digital. Yeah, and, and, and you know, when the, uh, the, the what is it they say, you know, the, the, the sentence that kills every organization, we've always done it this way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's go back to, let's understand the customer. Let's understand the customer experience. Let's design around that. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, let's make sure it's end to end and it's not, well, you know, well, Tony did his part great, but, you know, uh, the minute he handed it on, well, it didn't work. No, no, let's forget about all that. We are responsible for the customer experience. So now let's figure out, well, how do we deliver a great experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would we know we're delivering a great experience? And then, well, why are we doing all these things? They have nothing to do with that customer experience. Surely we can get rid of those and we actually can improve the experience by doing these things because we're now designing the experience from the customer in as opposed to the organization out. Right, right. So that really, you know, I'm going to unpack a little bit about what you said a little earlier, is that a lot of times digital transformation is like, oh, now and here's more assignments for you. Let me layer on more to do's on top of these other to do's that you have. And what you're saying is that, you know, it's unrealistic to think that we could just keep tacking things on. We need to actually undo some things. We need to critically ask ourselves, are these really things that are important to our customer? And in fact, are they important to our most ideal customer? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Look, if you get a disruptor coming into your marketplace, they're not going to say, well, show me show me what those guys are doing and we'll do it a bit more efficient. You know, their starting premise is going to be, let's really understand the customer and design something that really excites them and, you know, drives loyalty and drives repeat purchase and everything else. Right? 
and they're not going to design in all these things that we do in organizations because we've always done them. That's not why they're here. They're here to sort of figure out the customer experience. It's a bit like, you know, the simple case of Uber. I mean, Uber didn't come along and sort of say, well, could we put some sort of payment card in the back of a taxi? Uh, that's not what they did. They sort of said, well, where are all the pain points for customers? You know, I can't find a cab. I'm not sure who's driving the cab. I can't, I don't necessarily have the right money on me. I don't get a receipt. I don't, so we'll solve all that. We'll put it on an app. I get in and it's basically like a hostage situation. I don't know how much I'm going to have to pay to get out. <laughs> that was that was a taxi service before Uber. <laughs> yeah, but 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 now you have something that works seamlessly, right? Uh, and say, well, actually, this is great. So why would you go back? And I think the, the big thing that we have to bear in mind is that you know a lot of these great companies, be it Netflix, Amazon, whatever. And we're all using them, right? But what they are actually doing is, apart from delivering a great experience, by and large, they're educating us as to what we should expect from every provider, right? So now our basis of reference has changed, right? So it's no longer, well, you know, we've always dealt with this company and we've also, we've tried one or two of the competitors. No, 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 forget. No, when I want to watch Netflix or I want to do one-click purchase on Amazon, it's so simple. Right? Yeah. Why is it complicated trying to deal with your organization? So I think we need to you know, stand back and sort of say, let's, let's make sure it's customer in, because we're very good at our, in organizations of sort of designing what we want to do, right? And, and forgetting to sort of say, but is that what the customer wants? Right? Right. So let's start with the customer and use that to challenge the basis of everything we do. Let's not just, let's not fall into trap of digitizing what we've always done, you know, mm-hmm. It used to be paper, so it's now digital. Well, that's not digital transformation. That's digitization. And it's probably ill-founded digitization because the customer doesn't want it anyway. Right. And now we just have more work to do. So <laughs> let's talk about this big dream, though, that you're talking about. We really want to disrupt. We want to do something different. And it's not for the sake of doing something different. It's just about careful evaluation of, is this really what our customer wants? So your number six um, mistake to avoid is expecting unrealistic results on day one. So let's talk a little bit about that because we're not just trying to layer up work and we're not trying to just digitize things. What we're trying to do is really accomplish a pretty massive organizational change. So we can't just come out and be like, yeah, this is going to be done next Wednesday. So tell me a little bit about how you've seen some failures or maybe even how you've heard some great leaders talk about this in a way that really sets the tone for great expectations. Well, look, the first thing I'd say is upwards of 70% of digital transformations have failed. Mm. Uh, and it's not because of the technology. It's because of the inability to lead transformational change. Um, so, you know, transformation takes time because back to the start of our conversation, you know, it, it, it's about the transformation. It's not about the digital. And if you want to transform the organization, it means you need to you know, understand, you know, not just your purpose and your customers, but you need to understand the mindset and culture of the organization and if you're trying to change the culture of the organization, that takes time. And for every layer of management you have in the organization, it takes even more time. Um, now, I think the other thing that's important in this context is it's important to make sure you build in some early wins. Mm. Uh, because if you're talking about, you know, well, we have a plan and it's going to land in three years' time. Um, well, you know, people, people will kind of, you know, 
start to question it after a while, uh, and certainly your board and your maybe your 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 shareholders will too. But but your employees will start to question like, well, is this thing is this thing working? Like, you know, why why are we still doing this? Right. So build in some early wins so that you can start to get momentum, so that right. people don't say, oh, actually, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And feedback from customers is great. So we're starting to make progress, and that encourages people to do even more. So it's not Big Bang because, you know, Big Bang doesn't work. It's not a case of flick on the lights and here we go. This takes time. It takes persistence. It takes resilience because there will be setbacks. And, you know, digital transformation does not work, you know, one to ten. It'll be two steps forward, three back, two forward, one back, three forward. So there's things that are going to work. There's things you will learn along the way. And, of course, look, you know, the world isn't static. So while we're trying to improve and do things for our customers, well, the world keeps moving on and doing other things for customers. Our customers' expectations are changing. So we need to be all the time conscious that while we're trying to improve, you know, the market is changing, the expectations are changing, and there are always going to be new competitors or, you know, someone trying to do something better for the customer. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. I'm going to hearken back to something you said really early on. You were talking about how there's sometimes a rogue worker, like there's somebody who just really loves uh, usually technology or something like that. And they may be siloed and, um, and they really want to get a piece of technology going in the company. But if that's not a part of the entire view, and if more people are not involved, this fails. So I want to ask you a little bit about your mistake. Number seven, it is that people fail sometimes to have a commitment, a true commitment from the top management. So let's kind of go back to that idea. Tell me about what you've seen in terms of failures. It's like, okay, somebody started digital transformation, but you mentioned like they don't have the agency or even the budget, or what is it that they need in order to push this through or gather buy-in? What What's happening with those kinds of mistakes? Well, look, I mean, the first thing is that, you know, the senior leadership, you know, their role actually is to remove the roadblocks. So, you know, it's not a case of, well, we set the vision and get on with it. For the people to do things in the organization, there are a host of issues that need to be addressed. There's things that are stopping people from doing things today. They need to be removed. And what we need to be able to do with people is sort of say, well, look, you know, let's get you working together because it's not about, you know, people working in their own little pockets. It's around, well, if the customer is trying to get from A to Z, you know, let's understand how everyone fits within the delivery of A to Z, right? And yes, we need, you know, people with this skill and this skill and this skill and the other skill, right? Let's put them together and let's have, have them figure out how do we create this experience? Because, you know, I might be very good in technology or in sales or in marketing or whatever it might be, right? But that's just one perspective, right? And to be honest with you, look, the customer doesn't care about our internal constructs. They, they couldn't care less how we organize. Right? The customer is trying to achieve something in their life and they just want to know that it's going to happen and it's going to be great and that they feel good about it. So, you know, the challenge for leadership is let's get rid of the silos. Let's get people working together. Let's get people experimenting together uh, and let's help people to help each other so that we can deliver for the customer. Well, you and I have talked about this, about how sometimes people are hungry for digital transformation. So they go out there and say, let me find a digital transformation expert. That's my voice that I use for like a really serious CEO. (laughs) Let me go find this digital transformation expert. And then they basically try and just 
put it on top. Like this person will tell you what to do. And, you know, your the last mistake that you bring up, I think is very much in alignment with what, with what you're saying here is that sometimes people choose the wrong partners, but to me, it's also the wrong type of partners. So you are a firm that's often asked to come in and help make this happen. Why do you think that works for yours as opposed to some of these that are just you know, kind of like mercenaries, digital transfer mercenaries that are come out there and wield their sword into an organization and say, you're going to do this digitally, you're going to do that, you know. So how is that different when you really come at it from your perspective, which is a very teaching perspective, very thoughtful perspective? Why do you, what, what, what are the kind of the makings of the right partner to help people create digital transformation? Uh, look, I, th- I, think, I think the most important thing for an organization is to, to have a partner that helps them ask the right questions. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not about solutions, right? You know, you know, breakthroughs are made with questions, not answers. So it's not about, well, look, you know, we have a solution and it's going to answer all your problems. You know, this is around helping organizations be really clear on, you know, why they exist and how they need to transform if they are to be competitive into the future. Uh, and does that mean that there's technology? Well, not necessarily, right? You might need technology. Maybe you don't need technology. Maybe actually this is around alignment. Maybe it's around culture. Maybe it's around how you think about the business. Maybe it's how you think about your customers and the, their expectations. Uh, and you need someone who's going to you know, help you answer those questions. Because if you can answer those questions, it's easy to deal with technology. Uh, because I now know what I'm really trying to do here and I know how I need to get there and I can see how technology might help me right but you know back to what I was saying earlier I don't start there you know I don't start with a solution and work backwards I start with you know why we exist and what we're trying to do for our customers and how are we going to make that happen because if I can do that and it means I'm going to be innovative. It means I'm going to be, you know, doing the right things from a digital perspective. I'm going to be doing the right things from a transformation perspective. So my leadership is going to be focused on how we bring about the change. Uh, and that's going to make sure we can compete in the future. Unfortunately, sometimes what happens is, you know, the focus is on, well, we need a particular solution. Right? It's a technology solution or it's a whatever solution. Right? Uh, and it may work, but it may not work. Because we have to go through the pain barrier, really asking ourselves the hard question in terms of, you know, why and how, because (laughs) if we answer those two, we can deal with what. Well, Tony, I find that I can't ask myself those questions. I can't even little bird marketing myself, you know, <laughs> like I, in terms of strategy with my own company, you know, yes, I'm a strategist, digital strategist for anything from product marketing to service marketing to B2B, but I can't do that to myself. And I've had to hire outside strategists to help me think through those big whys so that I can come up with the vision. I've got implementers. I got people who can put it into place once and go and go find some, find some technology that's going to make this work. But that value is in someone really asking those questions. Like you said, I love what you said there. Breakthroughs are not, um, are, are not, not made by providing answers, but by asking questions. And I think that that is such a key part of, of real partnership, really getting the, the high level and saying, what, what could be here? 
So having said that, wave your magic wand. I'd like to know from your from your spot there as the managing partner of Beta Digital, you know, you all obviously help people through digital transformation. You're providing advice, you're walking through, but who is your ideal client? What what are they what what kinds of things are coming out of their mouth? What are what are they saying? <laughs> what is ideal for you? I think the ideal for, for me is a client that is open to change, you know, because, you know, digital transformation is hard, as we talked about. Um, but it's also, it's, it's, not, it's not incremental. Right? It's about being transformative. And that means you have to have an open mind in terms of, well, what we do today may not be good enough in the future. Uh, how we do things today may not be good enough in the future. The type of experience we deliver today may not be the type of experience that would be good enough in the future. The culture we have may not be right. The skills we have may not be right. So it's kind of it's kind of in a in a funny way you need to be open to sort of say, well, let's park everything. Let's forget that we have a business. I mean, look, a great question to ask yourself is, you know, if I was starting again tomorrow, would I start from where I am today? Right? Because probably you'd say, well, no, actually, I'd be doing things a lot differently, right? But another way to think about that is, well, let's forget about what we do today and sort of say, well, okay, let's imagine it's now 2025. Let's talk about the type of business that we want to have and what our business model looks like. And now let's work backwards and figure out, okay, well, how are we going to get there, right? So for me, it's a partner that's open to change, that really wants to bring about transformative change, that really wants to bring their people on the journey with them. Because, you know, without people, it just won't happen. And many organizations, do you know, where, you know, they implement the technology and the technology sit there, no one's using it. It hasn't changed anything by some of the technology because it's still the same organization in terms of mindset, culture, how it deals with customers, how it deals with employees, how the employees deal with each other. So it has to be, you know, it, there's no point in tinkering around with this. Right? If you want to do it, you know, do it with the right mindset that says, we know we need to change. What we don't know is how we need to change. Oh, I love that. And you're right. We are sitting in January and a lot of people are hungry for, you know, changing what they need to do. Like they, they can almost see it, but they need people to really help them really cast the bigger vision. So I guess I put this to my audience. I mean, I, I work really hard to find people who, you know, are in, you know, in the know, in the trenches, really working with people, asking these harder questions. And so, you know, I want you to go out and uh, connect with Tony. You can find him on LinkedIn. I'm going to spell that last name for you. It's Tony, T-O-N-Y, M-O-R-O-N-E-Y. Go check out some of his works that he's doing. But I got to tell you, if you have the next step questions, he has an amazing blog. You know, I, I asked him to come on today because I had a great conversation with him about these eight common mistakes that people are making because I felt it was so practical and it really was saying cutting, you know, all of the, um, all of the, um, conversations that people are having on top of this issue to hide from the actual next practical step that needs to happen. And instead it really, I think gives a level playing field say you can make a digital transformation. You can bring your people through it. Here's the thing, what Tony just said, you got to let go of the ego. You got to start leading people in a, in a way that they all can see that they're involved in it. And you got to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. Tony, where else can they find you besides LinkedIn? Uh, Twitter. I'm at uh, Beta Maroney. Uh, and uh, you get me on betadigital.net. 
Awesome. Well, I do enjoy your blog, so please keep up the good work. You're welcome back here on Digital Transformation Success anytime you want to visit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.